Hey there, this is Julie from Blended Life. Thank you for taking the time to download this episode of our podcast. I hope you find value in it. The truth is though, sometimes you need more than a podcast can offer to get unstuck and find peace in your blended family life. The struggle is real. So this is a personal journey I've been on for years, seeking peace in circumstances and with people I can't control. Becoming Heard was born out of this quest. As a certified life and health coach, I am passionate about helping others just like you and me free themselves from chronic upset and chronic crisis mode. Right now, I'm offering Blended Life listeners a one-on-one free breakthrough session with me. This call will give you clarity to see if coaching is right for you. Take advantage of this opportunity now by emailing me at becomingheardnow at gmail.com. I can't wait to connect with you. All right, we are live. Hey, hello. everyone. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Blended Life Podcast. I am Eric. And this is my wife, Julie. Hey, everyone. And we are the Blended Life. What's, <laughs> what's, to, what, what's tonight's topic about? Um. Well, my mom actually was like, you guys left last week's podcast off on such a cliffhanger. People are going to want to turn in, tune in tonight and see what's what. If we're still talking, if we're still married. Did you bring the boxing gloves home? Um, no. Oh, all right. So I feel like we need to finish up that conversation a little bit. I don't even remember what it was, but welcome to our marriage, right? <laughs> Forget the conversation. Okay, this is, so this is interesting because... You say we live in two different worlds. No, I don't say that. You say we live in two different worlds. That's what you told our therapist last week. We because live you in always, two different worlds. Because you always tell me that. Uh, well, I think it's just we have conversations. I'm starting to remember what last week's conversation oh. was about. <laughs> no, but I think we often in our marriage have mm. conversations and the other person doesn't listen. No, it's not that we don't listen. It's that we just... We're, so, we're doing other things. Yeah, and we end up just... Going to the or I, I it, speaking for myself, I end up just going to the next topic. You know, what's the next, what's the next thing in the house I have to fix? Yeah, I mean, we have a lot going on, yeah. and so we, I, I think it's very rare for married couples to give each other their undivided attention mm-hmm. because you got kids in the background, you got work in the background, you've got. What do I have to fix? I mean, your brain, even if you're physically alone, I think that your brain is so consumed with so many other things besides what your spouse is saying. See, right? I'm listening. We're so consumed with everything. (laughs) You don't hear what your spouse is saying. Yes. No, but I'm just. I'm looking at our people on Instagram. We got a thumbs up. Hey, guys. Hi, everyone. Thanks for joining us, Instagram family. We're glad you're here. If you have questions, you guys, feel free to type them and I will read them sideways. Sorry that the. The feed is sideways, but it's so you can see both of us when it's normal. You're the pretty one, if we're being honest. <laughs> well, thanks, We Hanson. could just have it put it on you. Oh, right. Um. Anyway, but last week we kind of left off on you said that, which was actually brand new information to me. You've never framed it up like that for me before. So remember when I told you that. I didn't want to have kids with you on our podcast. And you were like, oh, okay. Even though we knew that, it was kind of a moment. You remember when I told the kids I don't want to have kids? <laughs> but then, so last week, it was kind of my turn to sit there and be like, okay, where you said that 
one of our biggest marriage struggles, or I forget, divides, ex- divides was that I put my kids first because I was saying how divorce made me, how it led up to it right. as I acknowledged, which I want to touch on for a second too, okay. you know, that divorce made me a better mom. And that's a very controversial thing to say. And this it's, podcast made me speak less. <laughs> it's a true, it's true for me just because I was so unhappy in my marriage and my marriage was so full of conflict that I wasn't able to be fully present in my mind for my children. I was, I've always been there for my kids. So I don't want people to get that twisted that I somehow wasn't there for my kids. I have always been there, but I mean, I think I was just so mentally exhausted, frustrated, done, hurt, sad, you just shut down over time. Yeah. So it's kind of like if you are an unhappy parent, your kids suffer. Yeah. So when that melted away and I was able just to have my focus not, I didn't realize how much of my focus and how much of my emotional energy was going towards the negativity that my marriage was until it was gone and it was like a cloud lifted the sun came shining through and I saw my kids and I'm like oh they're the only thing good there at that you point. are yeah you know and I was able to just put my focus on them you know and I was a single mom and that's kind of what single moms do right I mean it's it's work and provide and your kids that's kind of the pattern yeah anyway that's how I got into Divorce made me a better mom, a more a more mindfully present, emotionally available, healthy, happy mom. Well, and I think most people can relate that have been through divorce or um, if you're a single parent for any reason, that it really, your children are your only thing to hang on to at that point. It's the only thing left that feels whole, that feels right, mm-hmm. that um, usually you're not having issues with or problems with i mean unless your kids are teenagers or something well and i think when you get hey jess jess just chimed in hi jess hi thursday night buddies for real girl um anyway but i think that when you you know you're so yeah your kids definitely lose out in divorce but they can also win in divorce yeah but and i know that's a really backwards way of saying but i think that's when you know divorce is right like in my case this was a better alternative for my children. They have two homes with two married parent, like two sets of married parents who love each other, and they're in two functional households with lots of love. Yeah, that was a way better better alternative than had their dad and I stayed together. It would have been toxic, mean, unloving, the worst example for a marriage you could ever hope for your kids, and so you know, here we are and they're better off for it. Yeah. There. So there. But anyway, so you go ahead and tell me that my focus on my kids last week, you said that it was a big divide in our marriage. And then I turned around. (laughs) I moved on to the next topic. But I don't think other people, I think that we ended so abruptly. We talked about this for like like two minutes over time. Yeah. So I feel like it needs a revisit because I think a lot of blended families go right. through this. This is not unique to us. No, uh, this it's is because a common thing. It's because you, for lack of a better term, term, latch onto your kids in those dark times. You know, your kids are the only thing making you feel whole. And they're the only ones that you feel true love by, you know. You can't let them down. You're worried for their safety. You know, you're hyper-focused on your children. And they just, for me... 
for me at that time, they were truly the only thing that made me happy. Right. Work didn't make me happy. My friendships, you know, holler at me if you guys know this too. When you get divorced, you lose half your friends. Yep. Because you had, they take sides or they don't want to take sides or they feel like they don't agree with divorce. They morally are against what you're doing. So, you know, friendships were kind of sketch then. You're not going out because you want to keep your head down. You know, the court, you don't want to be taken to court and be accused of things. I don't know. I just, it was a dark time. And so really it's, I think you latch on to what makes you happy. You need that joy. And my kids have just always brought me joy. Yeah. So. And they still do. I see so much joy brought to you by your children every single time that you get them. I mean, it hasn't happened lately, but there'd be times where we wouldn't have our kids for a few days at a time. It'd be the other families. Time, mm-hmm. you know exactly where I'm going with this. Mm-hmm. That's why I'm bringing it get, on. Here we you are. You get depressed. Yeah. And you start. There's times True. where you'll break down and you'll cry, and you're like, "I just miss my kids. I just miss my children." You never get used to missing your kids. You don't. However, it's just a real thing. You're a you woman. learn. <laughs> I'm emotional. Yeah. So is Bruce Jenner. Oh, okay. So you learn. <laughs> what am I supposed to learn? Well, you you learn to use that time to connect with your spouse, to <laughs> go to Costco, <laughs> to fix things around the house, to right. have a weekend like we just had yeah. where it's just you and I and we're focusing on you and I, but also family, you know, we're, we're setting up the week for success, right? We're working on yeah. our family and ourselves at the same time. But if you go into the state of I'm depressed, I miss my children, and you're dwelling on this, that that leaves a divide between you and I. We can't, I mean, I guess we can connect at that point, but it's it's like, you know, it, it, you, yeah. know like, you know where I'm going with this? I understand what you're saying, and I think you're a man. That's a very male well, thing to you. say. thank you. I think I am too. <laughs> it's a, I, look, I think that in times, like I'm going to get sad, I'm going to get depressed. Gonna, right. It's going to happen. Right, that's all right. To expect me never to miss my kids would be unreasonable and that's, unrealistic. Yeah, but that's not what I'm saying. So I guess it's, you know, learning your spouse. And I'm, we'll make it more general so we don't get into it. But I think <laughs> if your spouse is having a hard time, then I think it's your job to, like, let's call a timeout and talk about what's going on. Right. I see that you're struggling, you know. So you go to your spouse, say, hey, I see you're struggling. Are you missing your kids? Yeah, I really am having a hard time with that. I know, hon. That's got to be really hard. Right. Which, you know, give me a hug. That doesn't happen. <laughs> give me, This doesn't happen. You've never yeah. been like, I see that you're really sad. <laughs> give me a hug. Like, yeah. give you, you know, give me a hug and be like, hey, let's turn this weekend around. Like, sometimes. But I'll stop even, and ask, what can I do? What can I, you know, is there anything I can do? You're just asking the wrong questions. <laughs> I'm well sorry. Then, well, then, you know what? In that time. I just time, gave you a script In right that now. time, you need to take your blended life card and you need to write down the questions. And then you hand that thing to me. Dude. And then I will ask those questions as you need. But. <laughs> well, it's just, this you is know. this is it. You know, we're early on in our marriage. Right. You know, we haven't been together. We've been together Keep seven years. I'm going to read this. I'm listening. Yeah, we've been together like seven years, married for a little over a year. So we're still new. And it takes time to learn your spouse. It takes t- time to learn, you know, cues and 
how to comfort them and how to react to them. You know, everyone's so different in that regard. For me, you know, it's kind of like acknowledge how I'm feeling. I'm not asking you to fix it, but it needs to be okay for me to feel how I'm feeling. And this isn't just with my kids. This is across the board. You know, it's like acknowledge your spouse's feelings. Let it be okay that they're feeling that way. And then encourage them to move on from those feelings. I totally feelings. agree. I like, totally encourage agree. Them, like, hey, let's get out of here. Like, what can we go do right instead of what can I do for you? Be like, what can we go do? Yeah. You know, it's how you, it's how you, if you ask your kids, did you have a good day? Yes. You're going to get a one word answer. If you ask your kids. Or if you ask my kid, he'll say no. <laughs> but if you ask your kids, you know, tell me something you learned today. Right. You'll get more of a response. No, I than to- yes, so I totally get it's it. It's a cross. It's a life lesson. Well, one of how our, what you ask. And one is. of our viewers made a really good point. That is just a, such an unnatural thing when you're away from your children. You know, Absolutely. when you have children, you don't go into it going, hey, we're just going to divide this and I'm only going to be with them half their life now. Totally. And, that's, and, and I remember that reality sinking in where I'm like. I'm sitting there in a courtroom when we are granted 50-50 custody and all, and it just sinks in like, man, there goes half of my children's life that I am going to miss. Totally. But if you can learn to get on the same page with your ex and you can Mm co-parent and you can work with your ex, I don't miss 50% of my child's life or my children's life. You have a, and we've talked about this to death on here, but right. You know, you have a very different reality with your ex than I do with mine. But and it didn't start out that way, which everyone knows. We've talked about this. Yeah. But to to my point that if you can get on a good page with them yeah. as they get older, because for these new freshly divorced or just blending family and you're still dealing with that, the reality of, oh, man, I'm going to miss half my kid's life. Well, that's that's technically not true. You and know, well, and, unless you unless you do have a tough co-parenting situation, and then it's devastating, right? And I'd be lying to say there's been times where I'm completely jealous of you. Oh, I see it, and I, I know, and, and I don't have the heart to call you out on it. Oh, it wouldn't matter if you call me out on it. It's just it is what it, it is. It is what it is. But I don't have the heart to be like, you Let's have talk told about me. this. No, but you have been like, you have gotten in my face a little bit. Like in your face, you know, like I'm you so mean. No, but you have been like, well, listen, if you could have it this way too, you would. You would. You would, would you, not? you like you're very you have put me in my place a few yeah, times but not about like that. it. I, I don't you see did exactly okay. that. Okay. You did. I remember it because it was shocking. I'm like, oh okay. Don't press the <laughs> You know, it was it was alarming and shocking because you don't normally speak to me like that. I think you just had had enough, and that's fine. You have a breaking point. I have a breaking point. Yeah. I'm not mad at you for that. It's yeah. the truth. It's the very harsh truth. No, it's, truth. it's awesome being able to, but, like, I've communicated with both my kids today, you know? Yeah, you're lucky. Daughter's like, hey, I might swing by, and she's going to stop by tomorrow after school to have lunch and hang out, you know? Like, that's awesome. Yeah. You know? Um, talk to my son, you know, a couple times, and I'm sure I'll talk to him again later. You talk to him a million times a day. Yeah, but, you know, when it's just small chit-chat. Yeah. It is what it is. But it is. It is hard being a parent who wishes so much that it could be that way. And because then you're you on sit such and you sit with somebody and you're and it's in your face constantly that you You know the hard talk part to your kids, that your kids yeah. drop by, that you can go get your kids. And you I'm know sitting what's hard over about here this, just though? jealous. Yeah, and that's the hard part. And then that makes me aware that you're jealous and that you have a hard time with this because 
you can't talk to your kids when they're at the other house. Your son has a phone. He won't call you. He won't answer calls. He won't text you back. You know, he's very scared and timid about right. what the wrath so you is going to be. So you literally have 50, 50 custody. I like, miss out on half of their lives. Literally cut and dry. Yep. Now what this does is, you know, my son texts me, you know, uh, usually, usually more my son than my daughter, but he'll text me and it almost puts me on. It makes me feel like I'm doing something wrong because I of the that. jealousy. And I well, and it's not just jealousy about that. I don't begrudge you talking to your son. Okay. But sometimes when we're just trying to have us time, there's no like boundaries there. Like, like for two hours, I'm just going to put my phone down. Oh, I totally will do that. Like, I'm not you worried don't. about that. But if we're laying there hanging out, I'm on the couch, you're on the chair, and we're sitting yeah. there watching TV, or we're laying side by side in bed, yeah. and phones are out because. Let's face it, like, yeah, you're on social media a lot. I'm usually yes, hanging out well, on social media. If I, well, social media, yeah, well, <laughs> I don't have a lot of social media, but you know, yeah. I'll check things. Yeah, um, part of it's my work, but if we want those boundaries, we need to set those boundaries. Absolutely. And we just, we're not good at having those conversations. It's, it's communication outside of podcasting, right? Right, <laughs> really. So, we're solving problems right now, yeah. but, but, but really. I mean, I would like to throw that out there too. It's a good lesson for blended families. You know, you need to have time with your spouse without the kids. And I'm not just talking to the kids physically, but like, you know, maybe not need to text them for two hours. You know, like you can have a a time that is just dedicated to make your spouse feel special. The kids feel special all the time. They're put first. They need to be put first. They're children. Right. We're adults. We we don't need that. But, you know, I think that it is being cognizant and making an effort to really just give your spouse that time and attention because I will tell you step parenting is a lot of jealousy. You know, you haven't said the word jealous, but that's kind of what you were alluding to last week where you feel like I put my kids before you and that makes you jealous. Like you want that or mm-hmm. it comes before you. Or no, that's not what I was. I was trying is to a basically struggle in our marriage. Yeah, I was trying to say that a lot of times it will it affect will, how our time is yeah, spent. Yeah, or it draws between us somehow. Yeah, you know, there's I different things that like, hey, we could be doing this, but no, we can't do that because I have to go do something. You know, I have to be somewhere. I, you know what I mean? There's there's lots of different and circumstances. And that's on both ends of our lives. You it know. Is. I mean, but, and then I think I also brought up the last week in retaliation to your comment, like that you openly call your son, your best friend, and that's not me. But and again, more, it's kind of like, yeah, but it's such a lighthearted manner. I mean, really? I no, I mean, you didn't even mean to, you wrote this letter about our blended family describing our family. That wasn't lighthearted. That was like, you're yeah, just but introducing you, but, us. Yes, but you're taking it totally out of context. You're going like total you said, MSNBC on me right now. No, you said my son is my best friend and you it's, it's, it is what it is, but that also I'm sorry if you don't want to see that right now. I get that. It's not not a flattering thing, but you know, it's it, that also creates a divide in our marriage. No, I get, I totally, I, yes, it does (laughs) both ends. Like I'm just trying to say, like, you want me to sit here and take what you have to say, which I'm like, you're right, you know, but it, with the shoes also on the other foot with you. Yeah. I don't, I'm not saying like, I'm not guilty of that whatsoever. I'm not, I'm totally. 
So, I totally hear you. But yeah. Yes. What would you like me to say? No, I just want you to be like, receive that. I totally, Without totally being received. like, oh, I just mean it's lighthearted and try totally to received, like. received, yes. Try to like defend it. Yeah. You totally know? Totally received. Okay. Totally yeah. received on my. <laughs> we are so received up in here, you guys. It's insane. <laughs> What's tonight's podcast about? <laughs> so then. We know what last t- week's was about. Well, and then. I just kind of want to talk about, so then if, the, if this is you guys too, you know, children, children only become, be, okay, so children come between marriages. I hear this a lot in step families, right? Especially when you have his and her kids. And I, I want to put out there too that kids only come between two people, like two spouses or challenge your marriage if it's allowed, right? So I don't, think it's on the kids I think it's on the parents like you and your spouse are allowing your kids at some point to create a divide you know your relationship with your children if that's the issue begins and ends with you so I think that kids unfortunately get the brunt of oh these kids are ruining my marriage I read it all the time I'm thinking about this right now on social media you're saying this and we have two totally different types of kids Mm-hmm. That will, that could, you know, where the children could affect the marriage in two totally different ways. Absolutely. And, and the all, way, yes. And here's the way I see our marriage, and you might totally agree with me or totally think I'm wrong, but I feel like my son in particular, he could affect our marriage. He could work his way between you and I. He's, he is the one who voices more of his opinion and, at the end of the day, he could be the one between us. Now, when it comes to your children, I don't see your children wiggling their way in between us. Your children are happy with us the way it is, but I see the way what I was talking about last week as you put yourself in between us. So it's your son and myself that's the problem. You I don't think any of it's a problem. I think like... we mitigate it just fine. I think that we play both sides you know, when we work it out to where, you know, it's it, a tight it rope. works fine. Yeah. But I'm just saying the difference in children. Some children don't have any say or, or any dogs in the fight. They don't care about it. You know, yeah. and that's your children. Your, your well, kids are totally fine. My kids don't really try to manipulate the situation. And you know, I, and they're not, not manipu- they're, they don't try to like, they're not after, like my son in particular is just happy to be, Period. You know, he doesn't really need a whole lot of attention. He is a good kid. He's kind of benign. You know, he's not, he doesn't require a lot of attention. My daughter is super needy. She's, she's nine. So she's still on that, like, I'm caught between being a little kid and a big kid. And, you know, she's the only other girl in the house, uh-huh. right? There's three boys in the house yeah. and there's two of us girls that yeah. live here. And- Yep. And so she's also like super she, just needy still. Yeah. Which I she, don't hate because I'm a she's mom. She's very needy, but she's also, <laughs> um, she's growing up, uh, I, lack of a better term, she's got a bit of an attitude on her. A bit? I'm <laughs> you know so I mean? scared. She's very, I'm she's so, so well behaved and so well mannered <laughs> and you're able to rope it in fine. Yeah. But sometimes I just want like, you know, and I've gotten a little, a little more comfortable with doing it, but, but like. You're not going to talk to your mom like that. Like, you need to stop. Cole gets, you know, 
Yeah. Oh, there we go. But my son gets so angry at her for this exact same thing. It's not all right. Yeah. He gets very, very And it upset. takes you a long time to hear it. You're very deaf to it. I know. She's my baby. I know. <laughs> well, she's the baby of the family. She is. She's the youngest of she is. She's a, she's this a ball household. She's the youngest at the other household, too. Yeah. So she genuinely has that baby syndrome, which gets away with everything, needs for everything, yeah. Um, you know, and so they're they are they're all just different. They're um, all different, but they're at the end of the day, they are all yeah. good kids. Yeah. So and we're blessed with them. I think that kids don't come between spouses as much as you know behaviors are allowed. So if you're allowing your child to behave in a way that could come between you and your spouse, you're allowing that behavior at the end of the day. Well, and you also, like, I think it just ends with parents. It it ultimately ends with the parents. It does, you know, and so what the kids are, how they are allowed to behave is on you. You know, what you allow to come in between your marriage, whether it's your children or an affair or your workaholic or money, whatever the thing is that's going to come between and divide you is you ultimately have the power. Yep. And I just want to say, parents, please be empowered. And step-parents, stop blaming the child. Start focusing on your spouse and yourself. (laughs) You know, I mean, these poor kids are, they're confused. You know, they're in a tug-of-war of of sorts between parents. And, you know, they'll they'll get away with what they can to survive, to be as happy as they can. So um, just want to put that out there. No, that's, I mean, that's right on. It ultimately comes down to the parents. Yeah. It's up to us. And communication and just being able to have tough conversations without, like, being open. (sighs) Being open to receive. And watching what you say and call your children. (laughs) Okay. So that's our follow-up till the end of last week's podcast. Did anyone have any questions? (laughs) (laughs) He's like, I'm so over it. Are we done yet? Yeah. No. Come on, on, someone ask a question quick. No. So moving on though. No, do it. I no. I we have a good we have a good show tonight because let's hear it. What else what I wanted to talk about last week that we didn't even get to was counseling. Yeah. You know what I love about our shows? (laughs) Is for instance, your parents (laughs) just stopped by like literally five minutes before we started. Uh They say, Hey, what's tonight's show about? (laughs) I said, I have no idea. Oh. Well, that's why you have me. Uh, yes, I know. But I, I do all, but I do all the talking. Show. Hang on, you guys. I'll start all the talking here in a moment. Oh, okay. do you have something Keep, you would like to... You can no, be in charge I, I of the topic. I learned my lesson. I learned my okay, lesson last week. you tell us what we're learning. No, I learned my lesson. I love that you give us topics. It's a good to- thing. <laughs> yes. Okay, I don't know. So confused. I know, me too. Like, <laughs> let's just oh, whoops, shoot each other in the head. Oh, I missed. I, hit, I shot yeah. you instead. Yes, yes, yeah, thank you. You wish... Yes. Um, but let's talk about counseling because I want to talk about counseling. I want to talk about premarital counseling, which we did twice <laughs> simultaneously. simultaneously. Yeah. I want to talk about we that. liked the first one so much. Yeah. Which is so weird too. Are we millennials? I saw a funny meme the other day. We technically are the very last I saw of the funny, millennials. A funny meme know. the other day. It's like two people whispering about like what they talked about in, in, therapy or counseling mm-hmm. and then like a millennial is like yelling it at the bar you know like oh my gosh this this is what happened in therapy you know it's like two totally 
so some people are like very reserved and quiet and don't want anyone to know that they ever went there, you know. And then this, you know, stereotypical millennial type just is—they're all about it, you know. Uh, we're clearly millennials then. Yeah, they're gonna start like a like a wine bar uh, therapy group session. Well, someone's gonna make money. Maybe off somebody my would ideas. get something out of it. I don't know. <laughs> Okay, premarital counseling, and then we'll talk about we are going to marriage counseling, and we'll talk about, like, why we are, and then how's it going? Okay. What problems is it causing (laughs) in our marriage? Um, But premarital counseling was the biggest fluff circle jerk thing I've ever done because it was awesome we felt good about it <laughs> so good we went and got another one yeah like, so our this. premarital counseling was cakewalk not challenging not thought-provoking everyone told us we were to perfect for each other i have to disagree you were challenged I don't, I don't think that it challenged us right then and there but i think it set up a challenge for the future because we are living out some of our challenges right now we have to communicate 30 minutes a day with one another we have to, or had to, start marital counseling. counseling That's why we are in it now. Six, six months, months. Mm-hmm. after being married. Mm-hmm. And then our, ne- our, our next promise is if at any point in time one of us want to go to counseling or s- think that we need <laughs> We're never going to stop going to counseling, are we? <laughs> that the other one has to abide and be like, all right, we're going to counseling yeah, then. No you can't questions say no. asked. Yeah. So those were our three promises. So- I think that was kind of challenging because I knew that you struggled on. Yeah. I mean, that is true that the first promise of communicating 30 minutes a day freaked me out. I'm like, I I, we're so busy, especially when you start working nights, we don't even see each other sometimes. But we talk to each other. I guess it adds up throughout the day. So it turns out it's not that hard to do. Yeah. I just think I was, I just, I don't make promises I can't keep. But 30 minutes a day is such such a small amount of time. If yeah. we barely meet that quota, you know, yeah. it really, it sounds like a lot more than what it really is. And to some people that might not even sound like it's a lot. Clearly it's not enough. <laughs> no, I mean, you know what I mean? listen here. But yeah. if you can communicate and talk more, it's only yeah. better. It's kind of like your pedometer on your, on your watch or on your Fitbit or whatever. You don't realize how many steps you're, you're like, taking. Oh in my day. gosh, I'm going to go walk five miles today or 12 miles today, whatever the mileage is. Yeah. You're like, there's no way I will do that. But all those little steps add up. That's very true. And yeah. that is how it's been. And it hasn't been that big of a challenge. And right. even when you've been away or, you know, when we're not in the same city, even we check in throughout the day. Yeah. I think that's a good thing. Um, but pre, but what I meant by that, it was like, you know, we took tests to see if we were compatible both tests we got a's on you know we discussed you know household chores who was going to do this what were the expectations for that and we were completely on the same page personality tests seemed to (laughs) apparently one of us lied a ton (laughs) no i'm just kidding i just knew what you wanted to hear no i'm totally kidding i'm totally Thanks for doing my laundry. <laughs> Where's my crickets button? Anyway, so, uh, you know, all these different tests and things we talked about and discussed and um, we really aligned with. See, what it really did a disservice in is that we did not discuss 
anything to do with blending a family. And going forward, hindsight is 2020. I would have sought out premarital counseling for blended families. It would look completely different. Talking does that about, exist? Have you ever? Like, I've never that out seen it. it I would exist. love to start it myself. Has anyone you heard know, of passion it before? Project. Let us know. Yeah, if you guys have done this, but you know things like discipline in your household. How does that look? Are we going to start calling each other mom and dad? How does that look? You're going to call me dad? Daddy. <laughs> I'll call you daddy later. Um, but, you know, just things like that weren't discussed. Right. You know, is the expectation that the other parent, the step parent show up to all activities and doctor's appointments or not? And dog neuterings. And dog neuterings. <laughs> wow. Are we, we could do a sidebar. You want to talk about that? <laughs> I don't care. I'm, I'm. I'm not ashamed about anything. Like I, I took the anyway, dog to the neuters. You did. So it was nuts. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> He's got a cone of shame these days. Yeah. We should post a picture of him. He should be our thumbnail. No. Okay. But anyway, so what I'm saying is, is that marriage counseling wasn't really great in the fact that it didn't help us start off our blended family or give us thought provoking we were still just blind yeah i think you know anyway it was just it didn't it was just a big fluffer session it it's made right, us it feel good. really good about <laughs> choosing the other one that we were going to have a great life you know but it didn't talk about really might have touched on finances a tad yeah but it totally did like we had a whole session about it yeah i don't know it was just, I don't find it very helpful for a blended family to, it was kind of a waste of time. It was kind of like, hey, we're early 20s, going to get married. Are we compatible? Yeah, it was Do like we, we never, Lord? yes, have you never <laughs> been married? It was like yeah. we've never been married before. It right. was like we were clean slates. However, we did discuss some of this. Some of this was discussed, and it wasn't like a blindside you know, we just didn't, we didn't talk about the issues that we thought we might have or the struggles that we thought we might have. It's not like we went into this like, hey, you know, we don't have any children. We've never been married before. You know, it wasn't one big lie. It just, no, it was it talked about, but it was all surface. Yeah, it wasn't, it wasn't, you know, vacations. How's that going to look? You know, how is... You know, communication with the exes, is that going to cause problems? You know, what are your jealousy issues going to be? Not you know, only will finance, could finances come between you, but could children come between you? Yeah. Because that's not something most families deal with. Yeah, biological yeah. families. And premarital counseling, I feel like, is supposed to give you tools or at least open up discussions to hash out and bring to light things that could tear you apart later. Like, that's kind of the point of it. And so, I, you know, I loved, I loved our marriage counseling. It made me feel really great, but it was not sufficient for blended families. Correct. But I just don't think that – that may not exist, and maybe that needs to start. Okay. Um, so One more thing to do. Yeah. Um, I'll get to it after the dishwasher. Yeah, but, like, seriously, if you guys leave me a message, either um, you can email me – or on any of our social media sites, message me. I would love to know what you wish you would have known 
or talked about with your spouse before you got married? You know, what are some things that you wish you would have hashed out or brought up? Or did you do blended family marriage, premarital counseling? How does, how did that go? If Who did that? Let me know. I want to contact them. Yeah. Well, and if people email you or message you about this, yeah, put them out there. If it's all right. You know, if you don't want her to put them out there, let her know when you message her. Yeah, I'll promote but, you guys so much because it's it's a it's a need. Yeah, well, and this is supposed to be a community. You know, this the reason that we are doing this is to bring blended families together yeah. and help one another. Because as you can see, <laughs> it's not easy, and you'll always have an issue. And even when things are great, you'll always have an issue. Yeah, you just have a lot more variables and moving pieces than a a, a not divorced family. Yeah. situation. So we decided to go into marriage counseling because we promised that six months into our marriage, it was one of the things we got out of our premarital counseling were these three promises, which you just spoke about earlier. So we're doing this. My biggest problem with our marriage counselor is the lack of understanding of blended family. Oh, you're talking about our first counselor. No, I'm talking about currently. Oh, current counselor. Yeah, she's wonderful. She's awesome. But also, I think that there's a real need. Like, I love her. She's awesome. But there are some things she just can't understand because she's not in it. Yeah. You know, it is like, it's helpful. Like, I wish there were blended family counseling where we are, that somebody who's been in it can speak to it. And under can empathize where you're at. That would be I would, I would appreciate that, because sometimes, I feel like you know what I mean. She can't relate, and then it's kind of like you're getting put down or <laughs> not me. You know, but you know what I mean. You're made to feel bad about something that is very a natural reaction in a blended family but probably not a natural reaction in a non-blended family. So to have that piece of understanding would just be awesome. You know what is else, else is just a huge variable to our blended family? Okay. In We're not our, talking about counseling anymore. That's fine. No, it's part of counseling. Oh. Because it affects you in counseling as well. <laughs> Everything affects me apparently. Well, a big yeah. difference between you and I. I have two siblings you know, who I grew up with. You grew up an only child. And I think that really plays a part in variables here in the way that things happen in our family and the way you feel. I think I think a lot of the way that you feel and things that get brought up in counseling, that plays a big effect on it. And for instance, your children aren't only children, you know? But a lot of ways that you try to handle things with them, um, Christmas, birthdays, day-to-day things, a lot of it comes from a a single, you know, being an only child child mentality. Mentality. Mm -hmm. I'm not saying that that's wrong. It's the only box of tools I got. But it's the only, yes. Truly, totally, like, totally I don't is. know any other way. I, totally I wasn't raised. This is why people don't, how you raise your kids yeah. will affect their relationships. 
later with their bosses, with their spouses, with their own children, with their friends. Totally. I don't disagree with you. I have no idea what it's like to have siblings. And you're honest about it. We've talked about this before. Yeah, it is true. Yeah, but I think think the way that you deal with your children and our household situation a lot of times just comes from the only child mentality. Yeah. You know, and you're, you're so aware of it. Your way of fixing it is everything has to be even. It all has to be even. It all has to add up. Every kid has to be 100%. And that's something that we've talked a lot about in counseling. And I have been brought to light about that. Like I have seen a different perspective and accepted it. I'm working on that. And you're working on it. I'm working on that. You don't just hear it or see it and they're just like, oh, okay, that's there. Mm -hmm. You're very, very good at follow through when a problem is brought to light and it's something that you can do within yourself. You're very strong and passionate about solving problems and fixing things and working through them and trying to better yourself or the family or a situation. Yeah. So thanks. I appreciate that. I'm not bringing this up to put you down. I'm bringing this up to let our viewers know, listen, like you might struggle like this. And also I might be an only child or my yeah. spouse might be an only child and maybe that's part of it. And if you're listening to this right now and you're like, oh, my spouse is an only child. That's what's wrong with her. That's what's <laughs> wrong with our marriage. I'm going to go punch them, take the kids. And this is this is exactly how it's going to work. That's not that's not my point to this. My point is you might have grown up completely different than your spouse. Mm-hmm. You might come like you just said, you have a totally different bag of tools than my box of tools. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like we're working from two totally different work sites here. Yeah. But at the end of the day, you're still trying to build the same house and the same mansion and the same building. Yeah. You know? Definitely. And, you know, I remember we were in, this probably was even in premarital counseling. Um, no, it was in our marriage counseling because this was another epiphany I had and I kind of had to latch on to um, because your parents have been married for 38 years. Yes. My parents have each been married. My biological parents have both been married three times. So even oh. that, you know, we see things very different. Yeah. And, you know, that came up in marriage counseling. It was like I told her that my only really well, – this is when, like, we were first starting to go – and she was getting to know us as a couple. And I had expressed to her that my only, like, my one huge concern getting married to you was that we have nothing in common. Like, we share no hobbies. Mm-hmm. I we, remember that conversation. We share, we share nothing. And I said, it seems to be okay for these past years, but I don't. I don't know if it's going to be okay forever. And I fear like as the kids grow up and we don't have that, then are we both going to just spend our time doing our own things separate when the kids leave? Cause we've got nothing together. And I, I was just saying like, that is my biggest concern and it's still a huge concern of mine, but I'll never forget. You looked at me and you said, well, my parents have been married for 37 years. I think it was 37, 38 years at the time. And you said, they don't share hobbies. They don't. It's a not necessary piece. Like, don't worry about it. Like, you were basically like, mm. my parents, your parents, 
it wasn't. My point was they have their own hobbies, but they enjoy just spending time with one another. They don't, you know, and they find things to do, and they're still finding things to do. You know, they just phases of they just took up kayaking within the last year. You know, and they enjoy doing that. Right. You know, I realize this with us, and we talk about this, and you're very open to trying things. You know, I have as long as it doesn't make me motion sickness. I know, but motion sick. Yeah, but I mean. I'm trying to create a new hobby world realm for us and our whole family right now. You I know, know you're obsessive about it. Uh, well, it's something I, I, you know, like the car racing. It's just your personality. Yeah, but like car racing <laughs> and stuff, you know, the, like when I'm like yeah. something I used to do way before we were ever anything. Mm-hmm. And I remember at the beginning of our relationship, you were into, you know, fun, fast cars and going fast. And, you know, I remember... One trip I, or one time I had picked you up and, you know, we were driving down the freeway and you were just, you were loving, you know, we were flying, we were, you were having we're going such a straight. good time. <laughs> yeah. You know, so yeah. then I'm like, all right, well, cool. You know, I'll get everything lined back up again. We'll start going to the track. I get you out of the track. You don't even make it to warm up laps. You're like, I need out of the car. You're sick the rest of the day. I had to go. I vomited and then had to lay in the <laughs> truck the entire day. It was yeah, so sad. It was, it was miserable. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm like, all right. Well, that's out, and that kind of, <coughs> excuse me, that kind of lowers my fun level at that point. How many times have I been to the track since then? I'm sorry, I like I, and it's see not you. there. Yes, no, 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 there's no, no, no. this huge guilt that I have. For but this that, is what though. you do: you take this, and all of a sudden, it's now it's your problem. I'm not putting the, the, I'm not putting this on you at all. I'm okay with that. It's who you are. It's like I physically can't help it. I'm not asking for excuses. Like it, it, you don't need to. It's not you, an excuse. It really is. Yeah, you is. don't need. You don't need to explain it. Like I totally saw it. I understand it. It's not like you're just like against my hobby and don't want anything to do with it and whatever. So that makes me stop a little bit and go, okay, well, I don't want to spend all my days doing this then because that's not something that you and I can do together. My son loves going. My daughter loves going. You know, your kids haven't been to the track with me, but your kids wouldn't love the track. And I only know that because we've taken them out in the truck at the dunes and both of them were like, stop. We don't want to drive fast. We don't want to, you know, we don't want to jump. We, you know, yeah, let's go back to driving just straight and slow. Yeah. You know, so that makes me stop where I am and go, okay, we need something else as a family. We need another hobby as a family you know right and i'm not the type of person that's like okay well let's all go play croquet in the backyard no you, you know? need you need like fast and furious in your life yeah you need toys yeah and I, you it's know what? what it is and it's I weird because my you. parents didn't make me this way my parents are totally not like this you know they've just mm-hmm. learned to accept me <laughs> yeah and i'm different from you that way i don't need toys yeah I don't I just need, get I get just, bored with things, you know. It, wouldn't you rather me get bored with toys than bored with a relationship or Well, but that is what us? I'm saying is like I think that's one of my biggest fears is like I'm happy to just be like lay low and I love to do things that are like I like to go to the movies, I like to read books, I like to go to the beach, I like to go see shows. Like there's so much I like to do, but that just bores you. Not not necessarily. You how know, many movies not, and how many how many you shows? Do, you and, do it, but it's not like you're like, oh, let's go to the movies tonight. Never, except sometimes. for, yeah. Like I, we you, just we literally just went to the movies two days ago. It was so good. Yeah, and then we went to the movies two weeks prior to that. 
Yeah. And we went to a show that same weekend. And, you know. You know, I feel like you do it. I just don't feel like we share. You will do it. But I don't feel like it excites you. Like, you the know only what? things that really excite you are, like, fast and furious things. And, again, that's not me. Yeah, but it's so, out of, it's not your day-to-day average thing that, you know, when you can do these things all the time. If I was at the track every single day, you know, or on the lake every single day, it wouldn't excite me. But when I go once a month or, you know, every couple of weeks or here and there, it's something fun to look forward to, you know? We just have a different threshold when it comes to... No, we do. ...what it takes. Yeah. But doesn't mean that I dislike doing any of that stuff. I'm more than happy to go do that stuff with Mm -hmm. you, and I enjoy it. Like, the movie that we saw this past weekend... Yeah. ...was wonderful. Yeah. It was a great time. But don't you feel... Like, I think... There's often times, and this is, like, how I self-sabotage myself. It's like, I... I'm like, there's probably someone out there so much better suited for you. There'll always be. I mean, it doesn't. <laughs> no, I'm just saying. I'm saying for everyone. No, my point That's is like. Amazing. The, oh, my gosh. This is our relationship. <laughs> that Words was just amazing. Oh, there'll always be someone better o- suited for well, you. Well, there'll always be greener grass on the other side. The grass is always greener on the other side. There will always be someone who has the same hobby as you. There will always yeah. be someone who, you know, meets. They fill different boxes, but our relationship as a whole, we check off so many more boxes and so many more meaningful ones versus Mm -hmm. all these superficial ones. And I think that's a big problem that kids these days have, you know, with these dating apps and, um, you know, just the internet access. They're so superficial. They go for looks first. The very first thing that matters is looks. You know, if you're on a dating site, they're scrolling through till they find someone that fits this perfect looks box. Yeah. Then the next thing. Mm-hmm. Or that's all that matters at that point. And it doesn't matter. They're going to hang out and hook up with this person. And then the then the issues come. Yeah. You know, and that could be the first time they meet up. And that could be the first week, you know. Yeah. But you don't see long, meaningful relationships like you once did. And I think our generation was kind of the start of that. Yeah. You know, versus like, you know, the word courting doesn't even exist in our society these days. No, I mean, how many times do men actually plan out a date and like, I want to take you out tonight. That's courting. That's what people say when you never stop dating your spouse. It's just you're supposed to put time and thought and effort and make a plan and take them and show them that they're special. Like that is what courting is. And that doesn't happen. It's like Netflix and chill. Yeah. Like, and let's we, put the you least amount of thought into doing <laughs> yeah. something that men ends don't with sex. do that. And women are so caught up in their social media that when men actually do that, women don't remember because they can't remember if they actually saw that on sex in the city or they watched that on friends or if their husband actually did that. So <sighs> it doesn't matter anyways. We're all missing the boat. So yeah, I'm just all, saying that's, you're right. Courting isn't, courting is a thing that isn't very well thought out anyway. <laughs> croquet. <laughs> Someone um, wants to play croquet with me? Okay, uh, wait. Chris and I are watching together and I think he's having a bromance with Eric. Oh, yeah? You guys are cracking us up. <laughs> I heard he used to play hockey too. You play a little bit of hockey? Yeah, he used to, So it's funny because I have watched him play hockey when we were married. Mm-hmm. Um, at Flippo's, 
I'd go oh. there for hockey all the time. There it's was like as like big as our kitchen. Gnarly fights. Like I just yeah. remember gnarly fights at Flippo's and then he would play at Santa Maria where you play now. I've Before watched tons of hockey court. there. Back when it was um, like, it was, it I used don't know, to but he used to go concrete. down there for hockey too. Yeah. So it would be both places yeah. anyway. Hockey is just meant to be. I know. Too bad of. I'm not wearing shorts tonight. You yeah. should see the welt. I haven't even showed you yet. I got a good. You can take your pants off and show us all. (laughs) I got a good slap shot to the leg the other day. And then I got a slap shot to the ear the other night. (laughs) My ear looks like Black black Shrek's ear. Yeah, I was really, I'm like, don't get cauliflower ear because then I won't love you. Yeah. Or we'll have to like pay for plastic surgery. That's so nasty. Yeah. You're not allowed to get cauliflower ear ever. (laughs) Um, All right. Anyway, so, but we're in marriage counseling. Do you feel like it is? Helping, hindering, furthering, stunting. Where? <laughs> what do you think about our therapy? It does it all. Okay. It does it all. Our very first session, I was like, I hate this. This is, I remember how angry I walked away from it. Oh, I you was, did not talk to me for a long time after our first therapy because, session. Because all it was was a total <laughs> session <laughs> about me Woo! and things going on. And I was just like. Yeah. I'm just going to sit here and be a punching bag because I'm really not one mm. to lash out and like, you know, like I'm going to fight this, you know, I have to be angry. <laughs> and usually at that point I see red and I'm playing hockey and then I'm knocking someone's teeth out, which I haven't done in a long time. Yeah. You've gotten kicked off the court a few times. Not recently. Have I? In slow more than you see only was hockey is a joke. But whatever, we won't go there. You know what's funny? What? Is I have every single season, including this, yes, including this one, Mm -hmm. shut down, like, done, game is over, we're not playing anymore. Yes, yes, you're very (laughs) aggressive. Whoops. Um, Yeah, so you think it's doing, our first time didn't go well, but I think that's because, too, like, listen, I've been in therapy. You're like a therapy pro. I love therapy. We're going to call you Therapro. It took That's your me. Next listen, t-shirt. look at we have. We're gonna have to go back and listen to all of our. Thir- <laughs> we're on thirteen. Pro- oh, this is our thirteenth podcast, right? Sure. It is. I think so. That's um, our lucky thirteen. But I, I will say, I have been in therapy for um, eight, nine years, and um, it took anyway. So I guess I'm like I'm so used to going to therapy and getting to the heart of the matter. It's expensive. Like, I'm not here to fluff you. You're not here to fluff me. Like, I'm very much like, we're here. Let's get to the heart of the matter. Like, you can speak your truth. I don't expect you to love me all yeah, the time. And I don't need like that I'm, fluffing. But yes, you did. You're like, oh, I thought we were going to get to know each other for a while I thought, first. I thought before. we were going there to work on our <laughs> relationship. I thought we were going there to work on Well, you go and you things. talk about the hard stuff, not the, but it this was is like, so great. This is so great. We're so great. It's like, No, but I've no, never come into a room that. with a hammer that big and hit someone so hard. I'm just like. Just in hockey? You just threw it out. I don't even. No, I use my fist for that. Mm. I don't use hockey sticks. <laughs> They're too light. They're too light these days. You'd break them anyway. Nothing. Um, so yeah, I mean, I think that we just came at it. You know, I was there to be like, okay, let's jump in, deep end. You know, I know what it's about, and I think you yeah. were just like taken aback by <laughs> that. <need> my floaties. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and that's okay. But we've kind of, you know, 
as much as you got now served. Now you hate it, and I like it. Yeah, because now you got served, and now I'm getting served, which is fine. Which is cool, because I don't have to do the serving. I just sit there and listen. Dude. You do all the talking. That's not You true. get all the punishment. <laughs> she does. She kind of hates me a little bit. She does not, but she is very, she's very real. She and sees I think things. her and I butt heads because me too. Yeah, because you I say call things her and out I'm like, on that. Yeah, you're like, why are you saying why that? Why are you saying that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or I be, she'll be like, but like, I also you love that she like, will say, no, I don't understand. But she will say things <laughs> to you that I just don't have the heart to say to you, where I'm like, uh, yeah, thank you. You're like wanting to stand t- up yeah. and share. <laughs> Slipper of 20, like, yes, thanks for saying that. <laughs> yeah. I give agreed. her a list of things. Of, same. Yeah. I've totally felt that same way in therapy where I'm like, thank God it's not just me, mm-hmm. somebody else sees. And this is from you talking. Like, yeah. she's come to conclusions just from how you're describing things. And I'm like, exactly. Yeah. And that's all right. Because I think it's important. Like, sometimes you need... What's wonderful about counseling or therapy in a marriage is you need a third party to validate. Because I think we have our I'm going to start calling it a threesome. I'm be like, people are be like, where are you going? I'm be like, I'm going to a threesome. <laughs> you like threesomes. <laughs> so... <laughs> I mean, threesomes are your thing. Yeah, is your mom I've watching? I've heard from you. Anyway, um, <laughs> um, anyway, but it's it's helpful because I think that you've painted me out as crazy. I have not. I you don't even let me talk in there. You do all the talking, and mm. I, you know what? I might carry the bucket, but you're the one that does the painting. Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Great. I wish that we could record these and put those on air. I hope she listens. Like, I'm like, please just listen to our podcast and fix us. And uh, you know what? I wonder if she does. If she does, (laughs) let me know next time. Just straight up tell me, like, you paint her out as crazy. And I'll accept that. No, I'm not. Okay, not in therapy. I'm sorry. I don't mean that. I mean, I feel like married couples often. Oh, you're crazy. (laughs) Yeah. Behind closed doors in their homes, right? You know, He's an asshole. She's crazy. No, married couples do this. Like women are always crazy. Women are emotional. We're, we're batshit crazy, but men are the assholes. And so we paint each other in such these, like we excuse or put behaviors, bad behavior. Oh, she's just crazy. Oh, he's just a jerk. And I think it's so cool to have a therapist to be like, to validate that you're not actually crazy and to have your spouse. I don't think you're crazy. I'm just talking in general. I'm just saying. <sighs> okay. Well, that's good. Noted. I'll w- watch this again or listen to it when yeah, I need to. Yeah, you can bring to. it up one day. I mean, I might have some other choice words for you, but <laughs> crazy's not one of them. Oh, it wouldn't be the worst thing I've heard. That um, could be. Yeah. <laughs> Jeez. I'm um, just kidding. But anyway, so I think, <laughs> so therapy's good in that regard. It, it's nice to have a third party to to kind of set the record straight or to ask the questions or say the things you don't have the heart to say. You know, I think it's easier to, it, it's easier to hear it from somebody you're not emotionally invested in yeah. versus hearing it from somebody that you have to live with, cohabitate with, make love to. Or not. Or not, if you're <laughs> mad. Yeah. <laughs> You know, but I think that it's helpful to hear it from somebody else. You're you're more accepting to receive that than from your spouse because you're so emotionally invested. Well, and you're not wrapped up in it in that yeah. day. And you're like, yes, this is someone else looking at it and like, 
Maybe yeah. I'm wrong or maybe I'm right or maybe neither of us are right. You know, maybe this isn't an issue or a fight at all. Yeah. You, you know, know what I'm wondering? <laughs> I'm wondering. So we are, we've been in therapy for uh, three months now. Sure. I don't know. It's been months. And I'm like, when are we done? Do Whenever we graduate we be. therapy? No, but like, she's talked she's about us going longer and longer. And we used to, we started going once a week. Yeah. And then she said that it would start spreading out because we need to be able to work on these things by ourselves. And then we'll yeah. work on them by ourselves. So, well, this is interesting too. Something that she said to me, she kind of challenged me on the fact that I've been going to therapy for eight, nine years. I thought about this when you said this. Yeah. She was like, um, then your therapist is not doing their job because nobody should be in therapy with a saint, like for that long consistently. And I go once a month. It's not like I'm in my therapist's office every week. But she was just, her opinion is that if you're in therapy that long, then your therapist isn't giving you or helping you get the tools you need. By Instagram, sorry. Oh. Um, your therapist isn't giving you the tools you need to live the life without therapy. Because, and so she was kind of saying it's a business, it's a money thing. So she invited me to really examine that and I... I wasn't happy to receive that. You at the weren't time. at all. You were so bummed. You're like, I love therapy, but I see both sides of it. Yeah, I think just, she, I, I think she's completely right. And and I've and I have voiced this before you to you before, mm-hmm. and you didn't like it, and it like turns into like me attacking you, and you don't like you don't you mm-hmm. feel like I'm attacking you, and you don't love that, and I'm like, <laughs> no I'm one not loves to be about, attacked. I'm, I'm just not talking about this. You know. Well, because it used to be a joke, like, oh, you know, do you have to pay me in order to like listen to what I say? Because I would give you a lot of advice when you would ask for things mm-hmm. and then you just wouldn't take it. And then you would go to therapy <laughs> and then you come back and you'd be like, Oh, guess what I'm doing? I'm like, yeah, I just told you that two for weeks free. ago. <laughs> yeah. And now you're going to go pay, mm. you know, how much an hour. Yeah. And then you'll take the advice. So, so for a little while there, I was kind of bitter because I'm like, we have these conversations or we wouldn't have a conversation. It's like, you're going to pay someone to go talk to them. And like, I'm right here. Like, talk to me. You know? Yeah, but you're not always fun to talk to. So? I'm your spouse. So? I'm going to, you know, okay, I'm going to go pay. I'm going to go pay a woman. I'm going to go talk to her. We do pay a woman to talk to. Yeah. Some. Both of us. I know. That's how I'm going to start. Referring to it? Referring that's to it. That's fine. Um, so, but but I will say, y- you're right, but it's, I, I haven't gone. Oh, sorry. But I also see your point of it. Oh, what's that? that Tell me my point. You aren't still in there working on one thing you're not working on one issue you're not still focused on one thing you go in there and you take in a new issue or you take in a, a past issue that's come up you know there's been a lot of things that you have worked through and I've seen that help you as well I don't see you just going in there and like I'm not sure what I'm going to talk to today there's been times where you've gone in there and you're like this major thing's going on that I might not be able to help you with and it's helped you talk through it. And he's he's been like, look it, you need to drop this. You need to let this go. And he's, you know, I mean, he's giving you some sound advice. And I'm okay with that. Yeah. But having it on a regular routine, you know, routine maintenance, like I'm just going to go pay someone to talk to him. Like, yeah, know. well, once a month is reasonable, that's I what, think. That's what God said when he, inv- when he invented women. <laughs> Anyways, <Dude>. bad joke. <laughs> Bad joke. Red, red button. Red oh. button yourself. Um, you know, I think that, you know, one person, she's not all 
not, you know, just because you're a therapist doesn't mean you're right. First of all. Oh, totally. Um, no one has that kind of clarity and I don't know, knowledge and wisdom. Like I'm just all knowing and I'm right. So, but I think that especially where I was when I started therapy to today, I can't even tell you how much life has turned and twisted and changed. And, you know, um, life isn't stagnant. So I don't really love the fact that she's like, they're not giving you tools. Well, like to your point, you know, what I'm working through now is very different than what I was working through when I started therapy. You know, it was like, am I going to leave my marriage? I'm so unhappy in my marriage. Tell me what to do. And it took me a year and a half of therapy to figure that out. Okay. And then it was like, I'm getting divorced. Holy hell. That was like a process to go through. And all of that. And then like co-parenting and those issues were really hard to go through. I had daddy issues to figure out truly, you know, I uh, mean, is, and then it was like, exactly what I just said though. Like this was my but point. I'm, I'm giving people examples like, so yes. Yeah, so then it was like meeting you and dating and what does dating with kids look like? Right. And is that okay? And then like, Oh, I think we're moving in together. What does that look like? Then we're engaged and then we're getting married. And so because life is not stagnant, that it was inappropriate kind of for her to put that out there when she has no idea. No, but what her point is, and I totally see her point of it, is life is always going to happen. If you would not have been in therapy, would all that stuff still happen? I don't know. I all don't... that stuff would have still happened. You still would have gone through a divorce. You still would have maybe co-parented. Not. You still would have had daddy issues. You know, all this stuff would have still happened. And it might have not been the exact same things in the exact same way because the stars would have lined differently, mm-hmm. but life would have still happened. Yeah. You but wouldn't have died. But to her point is your therapist should have given you over the time, the tools to be able to recognize, Hey, I have an issue. I have to deal with something. Mm-hmm. How am I going to deal with this? How do I reflect this? How, how, yeah, but if I'm fixing a dishwasher and painting a painting, the tools are completely freaking different. They are. They are. So every situation requires a different set of tools. Yeah, but at one point in time, your toolbox you know? should be pretty big that you should be able to fix just about anything. I'm not Jesus, sorry. I'm not saying that you are. <laughs> like, But I'm saying that, for instance, metaphorically, mm-hmm. I have acquired enough tools over the years in my toolbox out in the garage. Mm-hmm. That if you bring me a vehicle. Like the Land Rover that we can't change the oil on because we don't have the tool. However, I totally, I could, yes. Yes. Now I've got another type of wrench, but I'm afraid of scratching your oil cap. Right. Okay. So you have to order a I different could, tool yes, right I now. I could. However, the entire rest of that project, not a problem. You know? Yes. I just, I just changed valve seals on a car the other day that would have cost me or the other month. That would have cost me X amount of money. That wasn't amazing. I would like to take a minute and just say how amazing that was. Can you say for those car lovers out there, what kind of car? Like, can you tell oh, everyone that? It was a. It a, was. I'm so proud. Of, it was impressive. It was a valve seal job in my Alpina B7. To put that out there. If you go our car person, you mean the, dealer, the dealership tools. would have would have charged me twenty thousand twenty thousand dollars. And you did to it yourself. Freaking change some valve seals. You gave him the big bird, which you I understand. You the bird yeah. instead of doing it myself. 
He's a car guy though, so but I it mean, took me, he yeah, works but on it took everything. like a month of like out, a few hours here and there doing this thing. Yeah. But anyways, to I was, my that was point, really though, special. That was cool. To my point though. Yeah. And even if we're not even talking about tools and we're talking metaphorically and we're talking about just being able to do it, mm-hmm. I had never done valve seals on an N62 engine before. I have never, you know what right. I mean? However, I have enough knowledge and enough know-how to be able to be comfortable to go, okay, I'm going to break into this engine. I'm going to take this whole thing apart and I'm going to work on it. And I, and I might need to take my time and it might take longer than a full BMW tech to do this, but I am going to do this. And I think that's to her point is if you're going to be in therapy for that long, you need to be building your toolbox or your, your box of knowledge Mm -hmm. to be able to deal with life situations because otherwise you will be in therapy for the rest of your life because life will happen. You will always have a different hurdle to jump over mm-hmm. or a different set of... True. I don't disagree. Yeah. You know. So... Anyways, I see both sides of it. Yeah. And to put a... <laughs> but I think, too, like, you know, to have that person who doesn't have a dog in the fight, you know, who doesn't know anybody else in your life, he doesn't know my ex-husband... He doesn't know my current Max husbands. He doesn't know my current husband. <laughs> um, you know, I mean, he doesn't know my parents. He doesn't know my kids or my stepkids. You know what I mean? He doesn't. So it's just to have like, I can go say the most offensive. I can go be my most true self and say the st- hurtful stuff that would hurt my mom, hurt my dad, hurt, hurt my me, friends, I'm sure. hurt you, <laughs> hurt the kids. You know what I mean? I can go. It's a it's a safe place to be able to go and just lay it out there. And that in of itself is such a gift. It's such a gift to have someone that you can just be like, this is shit and I don't want to do it anymore. Or whatever it is, you know? Like, so there's that side of therapy too. I'm just talking in general. I'm not talking about having someone for 10 years. If you don't believe that's the right thing to do, then don't do it, you know? Um you have to do what works for you, but it is helpful. You have to be able to afford it. <laughs> eh, therapy or lawyer. Uh, do I want to have a blended family or do I want to have peace of mind in life? Yeah, but there's a lot of good parts to therapy. It's definitely challenging. I've seen both. I've seen both. There's times where I'm like, this is the dumbest thing you do. You can't go out for a lunch date, but you can go get off work to go to therapy. Once a month. Once a month, hey, and I haven't even. What was been the last in, time we had a lunch date? But I haven't even been in. Like, do we need to start having lunch dates? You've been bringing this up a lot. Well, because you stopped taking them, and then all of a sudden, like, you're going lots of places during lunchtime now. Twice. Like, well, in one week. Twice. In one in was one with week. Your daughter, which I love. I'm not even mad about that. <laughs> but none of them were with me, and I'm your spouse. Anyways. Do you, is that uh, see? Good to know. We'll talk about it in therapy tomorrow. We're going to therapy tomorrow at 11. We are. We'll talk about that in therapy tomorrow at 11. That's fine. I have have no qualms with that. Anyway, we still haven't even said if marriage counseling, if you would, would you tell people to go? I think it's a good thing. It gets you communicating. It does. And it's a safe place to take off the gloves. (laughs) And you're not your true self in therapy with your spouse. I'd like to say that. Or you are. No. Oh, I feel like I can approach you better we'll because that. I have someone else listening. Yeah, but you don't react in your real self. Like you hold back it makes a lot. Me think like, all right, I need. You're to like you mind your P's and Q's. Speaking of P's, it's time to make dinner. I actually am going to tap class. Okay. 
I'm going to go dance now, you guys. Hey, guys. Thanks for joining us. <laughs> Give us a thumbs up if you're listening <laughs> or thumbs down and unsubscribe. Do what's Don't best. Don't do that. Do what fits your needs. But thanks, you guys, for watching and yeah. listening and tuning in. Appreciate it. And we're at 2,000 listens on our podcast, so I'd just like to thank everyone who's religiously listening to us. That's awesome. And if you guys have any questions, email her or email her and ask Yeah. Me and we always love to hear what you guys want us to talk about. And our podcast will just continue to get longer and longer like <laughs> to the point to where our songs don't even close out our show anymore. <laughs> That's true. Jessica just said, I think this podcast is therapy. <laughs> For who? <laughs> true that. Right. Oh, I'm All right, gonna, I'm going to go. I'm, I'm leaving you. I'm going to uh, go to class. Well, thanks for tuning in. Yeah, I appreciate you guys. It was awesome hanging out with all of See you. See you next week. We'll talk to you later. Bye. Bye. <laughs>